0: Joe T twenty three. In my flesh, I will still see God, I will see him myself, I myself will see him with my own eyes. Psalm 17, 1-9 Lord, hear me begging for fairness, listen to me cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, I speak the truth. You, you will judge, that right and right. In I am right, your eyes can see what is, what is true. You have examined my heart, and you have tested me all night. You questioned me without finding anything wrong. I did not plan any evil. I have obeyed your commands, I have not done what evil people do. I have done what you have told me to do, I have not <coughs> failed.
1: I, I call, call you, God, and he you against me. Listen to me now. Hear, Hear what I, I say. say. Your love is powerful, but your power... You love no. Your love is
0: wonderful. But your love is wonderful, By the power you save from the enemies <laughs> those who trust you protect me as you will protect your own Keep me from the wicked who protect
1: me. Protect me from my enemies who surround me. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for the reading of the Gospel.
0: <laughs> Luke 2, 27-38 The Spirit led Simeon to the temple, Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus to the temple to do what the law said they must do. Then Simeon took the baby in his arms and thanked God. Now Lord, you can let me, your servant, die in peace as you said, I have seen your salvation with my own eyes. You have prepared him before all people. He is a light for the non-Jewish people to see. He will bring honor to your people, the Israelites. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what Simeon had said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Many in Israel will fall and rise because of this child. He will be a sign from God that many people will not accept. The things that... Faith and secret will be will be made unknown, but things that will happen will make your heart sad too. Aunt Anna, Anna, a prophetess, was there at the temple. She was from the family of Samuel in the tribe of Asher. Anna was very old. She had not been married for seven. Years. Then her husband died and she lived alone. She was now 84 years old. Honor never left the temple. She worshipped God by going without food and praying day and night. She was standing there all at that time, th- thanking God. She talked about Jesus to all those who to all who were waiting
1: for God to free Jerusalem. In the gospel of the Lord. Grace you, O Christ. You may be seated, and I'd like to invite all of our young ones forward for the children's message.
2: We talked about what that meant. And, Olivia, do you remember what
0: patience means? Wait, wait until it's your turn to talk.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's one of the times you have to wait, isn't it? Yeah, wait until it's your turn to talk. Okay. And one of the things, Olivia, you said that you had to wait a long time for was going to preschool. Do you remember that? That what you said. That was really hard to have patience because you had to wait to do that. So, and I'm going to ask, I know because you weren't in my group, but I'm going to ask Emily and Gabe to talk about some time when you had to wait for something. And it was really hard to have patience. Well,
0: you might be still waiting.
2: So think about
0: that. So Emily, when is
2: a time when you had to
0: have patience? Um, I had found out that I was going to have a baby sister, like, quite a bit before, like, um, she's born, and I was and I was the first one I knew, and it was just impossible to believe. That must have been hard, you were probably
2: excited, huh? So, Gabe, can you think of? to
0: wait for something? I have okay? to wait for it. a with my own two eyes. Oh wow, that's pretty
2: cool.
0: So anybody else want to
2: share what you had to wait for something? What did you have to wait for Nate? Was there some time when you had to wait for something? What was it? Did you have to wait a long time in the car yesterday to come see Grandma? Can you wait in the car? i waited in the car. You
0: waited in the car. we Alex. getting
2: hours. what's the time when you had to wait for something? Wait.
0: Put um, it up um, in your mouth. Wait.
2: Jesus, and when he saw him, he was so happy. So, what I want you to think about is sometimes when you're trying, you have parents might say, "I have patience." I know. Yesterday, we were practicing for our Christmas pageant, and some of us really had to have patience, didn't we? That was hard, wasn't it? <laughs> but you guys did really good. So, when you think. Sometimes you have to wait for something. Our mom or dad or grandpa or grandma or uncle or a family friend says, you just have to have patience. You have to think about that. And think about God's going to help you, okay? So can we say a little prayer before we go today? Okay, dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, please help us, please help us, have patience, have patience, and let your love let your love shine on us. Shine on us. Amen. Amen. Okay, and today I'm going to give you a little bracelet, and it has a cross on it, and it will glow in the dark. And it says, God's love shines bright. So put this on, and remember, God is always with you, and his love is going to shine bright.
0: Green? Okay.
1: This is always my favorite part, the waiting as the kids are looking through all of the different things that they use That's
0: a cool
2: bracelet back to his mom thank you guys i can't
0: stop there we go that's the hard place.
1: Like our gospel text, our reading from Luke, is a bit out of place in this season. Maybe you're like me and you're finding yourself feeling frustrated that we have just had Halloween and there are already Christmas songs playing in the grocery store. We can already see Christmas decorations taking over aisles at Target. Our kids said that October 1st was the first day they saw Christmas decorations along with the Halloween stuff. We haven't even had Thanksgiving yet, and it is late this year, but it seems like stores and radio stations and people are already trying to skip all the way to Christmas. And so having a reading about baby Jesus right now is, in truth, kind of weird. And I sort of have a confession to make. It was an accident. Normally, we follow the Revised Common Lectionary, a calendar of scripture texts prayerfully chosen years ago. It's why in many churches you'll find that the readings for a particular Sunday are the same. It's a great tool, and sometimes, especially on small-seat Sundays, if the texts really don't work for a kids-focused Sunday, we'll change them towards a particular theme. And I can't remember if I did that or not. Because as part of our planning for these weekends, at the start of the year, I go through and choose the four readings for each Small Seed Sunday and create a Word document. And sometimes there's typos, and we usually catch them pretty early, but it wasn't until Tuesday this week when I sat down to do some of my main sermon prep, when I look at the readings I had printed out that our secretary Kim did and my usual resources, for commentaries and notes, and the first two readings on Job and Psalm were there, and I was grateful for those, but the Luke text for today was very different. And then I realized that we were reading Luke 2, 27 to 38. The lectionary calendar had Luke 20, 37, 27 to 38, and we had a zero missing. What's that?
0: Oops.
1: Honestly, as I looked at the alternative text, I realized whether I had done it on purpose or not, the Holy Spirit was at work in my typo. Luke 20 is a story of religious leaders trying to trick Jesus, and is filled with judgment and widows, and it's so much to unpack. In my text study, the Bible study I do with my fellow pastors in our area going over the lectionary texts, we had a lively and intense discussion about Luke 20. And so, it was probably not the most appropriate text for today anyway, and honestly, I was only a little bit smug as we finished our conversation in text study and I smiled to my colleagues and said, well, good luck with that, I get to preach on the baby Jesus this week. Not only do we have baby Jesus in our reading today, but we also have Simeon and the prophet Anna, and this text shows up every few years on the Sunday right after Christmas. And honestly, in the midst of everything going on in our world, in our community, with elections and fires and violence and difficult issues like homelessness and oppression and just everything, this gospel is a breath of fresh air for me, and I hope it is for you too. And even though these three readings from Job, from Psalms, from Luke, never appear together in the lectionary calendar, they work together to give this message of hope in the midst of waiting, of blessing in the midst of sadness, of seeing Jesus' as saving light in our lives and having our eyes opened. I really hope I did this on purpose. We begin our readings today with Job, and if you know anything about Job, you know that his life is not an easy one. Even though he is righteous and does everything he's supposed to do, he loses everything. His family, his home, even his friends blame him as the cause for his suffering. At this point, Job is upset because everyone is blaming him and he's still grieving. They say he must be a sinner to suffer so much. He must not have prayed enough. He must not have enough faith. There must be some reason he deserves this pain. (coughs) But we know from the earlier part of Job that Job is blameless. And in our reading today, Job is lamenting that God doesn't seem to hear his prayers. He wants to bring his story to God, to speak to God face to face, to be heard, to be seen. And eventually, if you know the story of Job, you know that he gets what he is hoping for, maybe more than he's hoping for, because God does eventually respond to his prayers of suffering and frustration. And scholars sort of have a debate going about what Job means when he says, my Redeemer lives. As Christians, of course, we want to read Jesus into this line, but even just as people of faith, we want to read it as Job's words of faith that God will redeem him, and maybe that's what's happened. Or maybe Job is talking about a kinsman redeemer, a relative that will eventually clear his name. The Hebrew language sort of points to this. It would be the duty of his relative to defend his honor, redeem his reputation even after he dies. It's possible that Job is looking forward to seeing God, to seeing God with his own eyes, not as a joyful word of trust and praise for God, but so that he can make sure God really hears him and all of his complaints. He really wants to make sure that God sees the injustice that he has endured. And honestly, we don't usually like that interpretation. It was part of the lively conversation in my text study this week. But even with that maybe more pessimistic understanding of Job's words, there is still a hope in what Job is saying. Because he believes, he knows in his heart, that he will see God. That he will see God himself that his eyes will be opened, and that in seeing God, Job will be seen too. His suffering, the injustice he experienced, the loss and sadness and sorrow that he lived through, he knows that even if God doesn't seem to be answering him now, he trusts that God will. He trusts that his reputation on earth will be redeemed. I know that my Redeemer lives. Simply put, a Redeemer is someone who saves. For Job, maybe it was his reputation or his life. Maybe his Redeemer was a family member or God. For us for us today reading this, especially with our gospel text, we might echo Job's words, I know that my Redeemer lives as we give thanks for the salvation we find in Jesus. Simeon, in our Luke reading, is led by the Holy Spirit to the temple where Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus. And Simeon, seemingly without asking, which is really terrible boundaries, by the way, takes the baby Jesus into his arms and begins to thank God. Because in Jesus, in our Redeemer, Simeon has seen God's salvation with his own eyes, the salvation that he has been waiting his whole life for. Simeon sees this baby, this Jesus, in a light, as a light for the whole world to see. Not only God's chosen, not only the righteous, not only those with the best reputations, but a light... For all. Jesus opens opened Simeon's eyes even as a baby, and Jesus opens our eyes too. The prophetess Anna has been preaching to those who were waiting. Waiting for freedom from injustice, from oppression, from suffering, waiting for the Messiah just like Simeon. Her voice echoes around the temple to those who wait. Thank God he's here. There is salvation and hope and promise filling the temple For those who are listening to Anna and for Mary and Joseph listening to Simeon, Simeon pours out blessings and prophecy over Jesus as his parents listen to him and wonder at his words. Because the truth is that prophecy comes with some hard truths that many people will not want this gift from God. They won't like their secrets to be seen. They won't like the status quo to be upturned by this beautiful baby and Simeon warns them The things that will happen will make your heart sad, too. I can't imagine being Mary and Joseph in that moment, hearing those words together with the words of blessing. There's this joyous light of being seen, of seeing salvation, and then the worry and fear of parents for what might come. I think many of us, like Job, have cried and begged and bargained with and waited for God in our grief, in our sorrow, in our anger. So many in our world and in our community today face injustice and suffering. So many parents worry over the future or present or past of their children. And I know that I said that in the midst of all of this sort of thing, this reading is supposed to be a breath of fresh air, but it still doesn't fully take us away from the hard parts of life in this world. Sometimes we participate in God's calling to us, those callings to love our neighbor, to seek justice, to walk humbly, sometimes we fail. But even our psalm reading today has a message to remind us. When we find ourselves crying, begging, worrying, praying to and waiting for God, God sees too. God sees the truth. And God sees us. God examines our hearts and sends us Jesus, a breath of fresh air, this baby, a light for all to see. This baby grows up and takes that light to the most shadow-covered places in our world. Jesus redeems us all on the cross because, as the psalmist says, God's love is wonderful. Jesus does all of this so that we too, like Simeon, can see salvation with our own eyes so that by God's power, Jesus is born into the world as a baby. Jesus lives, gives us a new life, a breath of fresh air, so that we too can proclaim what we've seen, so that we too can be Christ's light to the world, seeking justice and sharing love, so that we too can say that we know that our Redeemer lives. Thanks be to God. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>